Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cocktail Conceit. Uh, This is a podcast where uh, two best friends who live in different states and who are bartenders uh, share a piece of media that one of us uh, likes and enjoys and has a history with and the other one has never seen before or hasn't seen in a very long time. And And then we talk about that. And then at the end of the episode, we have to come up with a cocktail based on that. Because that's That's why it's the cocktail conceit. Uh, My name is Adam, Adam Haskins, and I'm a craft cocktail bartender in Columbus, Ohio. And my name is Logan Redden, and I'm a bartender and events coordinator in Evansville, Indiana. Hey, Logan, how you doing? I'm doing pretty okay. I got some some free baked goods from a friend of mine today. Oh, or like... Free baked goods or free baked goods? Like, there's no drugs in them. Oh, okay. It would be better if there were <laughs> drugs in them, but I don't think they do drugs, so, you know, because they're a square. That's understandable. But I got raisin bread and something called chubby hubbies. Chub what? They seem to be. I had one. They're like pretzels and peanuts covered in chocolate. Oh, okay. Kind of like a... For a second, I thought it was like definitely going to be like... Not hush puppies. Those are a different thing. What's the thing that they sell at the fall festival? The chocolate and powdered sugar Chex Mix? Oh, um, Puppy Chow? Puppy Chow! Yeah. Puppy Chow. It's not far off from Puppy Chow, but it's not covered in like powdered sugar or anything. Actually, it might be better if it was covered in powdered sugar because it got really melty when I was holding it because of the chocolate when it's melting. Oh, maybe it covered in powdered sugar. Well, I put it, it, I put it in the could, freezer. It literally could not hurt. I put it in the freezer. So. It'll be frozen, oh, nice. so they won't melt in my hands, and it'll be a nice little cold treat. Yeah. See, that means that they didn't temper the chocolate. That's mm-hmm. possible. I, I don't... But temper, yeah, tempering chocolate is very difficult. Anyway, Logan. Yeah. What you drinking? Um, I have two drinks, because it's been a long two weeks. Um, <laughs> it sure fucking has. I, I'm drinking uh, Bell's Too Hearty, which I think I've drank on the podcast before. Um, I'm pretty sure you Because have, it's yeah. just okay. I'm pretty sure this is the same joke I made last time, but it is—it's an IPA made by Bell's, and it is—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's pretty okay. It's not great, <laughs> but it's cheap uh, for a seven percenter, you know, IPA that's not you know shit beer. So, so I think I got it like ten dollars for a six pack or something. I don't know, something stupid. Mm. Nice. And then my second—what's the other drink? My second drink is a Manhattan that I have gussied up a little bit. Because uh, the sweet vermouth that I bought this past time, I really don't care for. Um, I got the Dolan sweet vermouth. Um, oh, yeah. It's just not very... Yeah, I don't really much care for their... You got the rouge, Yeah, right? it's not very sweet, um, and it's, it doesn't have a very strong flavor to it. So the whiskey no, that you put in it really overpowers the drink. Yeah. So what I've been doing is I bought, uh, I bought that red apple rye uh, moonshine when I was in gatlingburg like a month ago and that stuff has a mild sweetness to it and it's like a, a rye moonshine basically it's 100 percent rye um so i've been mm. mixing in like half to three four ounce of that kind of like split basing that with my sweet vermouth and then adding in my whiskey and it actually turns out really nicely oh that's good mm-hmm. yeah just that you know some angostura bitters and stirred over ice with the maraschino cherry what are you drinking, Adam? Um, I am drinking a a gin and tonic. Oh, nice! That's a fancy glass. Uh, yeah, it is a fancy glass, and it's a fancy gin and tonic. I'm drinking uh, 
like a fancy gin from a local craft distillery here. And uh, we're drinking uh, Q Avenue Tonic, which is like the second best like commercially available tonic, I think. What's the first? A Fever Tree. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what you use it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Although I don't, I'm just not not huge on their uh, their tonic. Um, it, it's fine. It's it's tonic. I don't think it's substantially better than other tonics I've had. Um, it's less sweet than some of the ones I've had, which is that's why I like it. Which is nice. It's but yeah. I really really like their ginger beer. Their ginger beer is perfect. It's so good. You should try um you should try um what's it called like uh, Bunderberg? Yeah, it's Australian one. ginger beer. I've had I've had a few different ones, so I haven't had that one. Um, but they're it's, it's pretty good. I don't actually really like ginger beer that much, but the Fever Tree ginger beer I can literally just drink straight from the bottle. It's oh, it's okay, delightful. Yeah. It's very nice. Oh, so in this gin and tonic, I have uh, fresh fresh uh, citrus, like fresh lime. Nice. Because uh, I went to the bar I work at, and I just uh, grabbed a grocery bag full of citrus. Because we had two full boxes when the quarantine hit, so... Those are just going bad. Then you guys aren't... Ooh, I made... Yeah, I got a bunch of lemons, and I made limoncello out of it. Nice. And so I'm probably going to drink some of that later on in the podcast, too. Cool. Cool. I tried to figure out a way to put it into a cocktail, but um, it is just better drinking straight. I mean, hey, that saves yeah. you some work, honestly. Good mm. single part cocktail there. But anyway, Adam, what are we talking about this week? It was uh, your your uh, okay. So today we're talking about uh, the YouTube series Monster Factory, uh, made by the McElroy brothers, which is a very niche, small. It's a very very like, niche piece thing. of media, uh, for sure, for sure. And I got <laughs> so I, I I've been aware of it. I think maybe I've seen some of it here or there, but I have never watched a full thing of Monster Factory until now. Um, I do really like the McElroys in general, though. Uh, I listen to a lot of the Adventure Zone. It's probably my one of my favorite podcasts. Yeah. It's, it's a really solid one. I listened to uh, My Brother, My Brother, and Me for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I go in and out of phases with that. That's fair. So I listen to it for a long time, and then I just I fall off, and I listen to it for a while. See, I uh, I tried. There's at one point I, got, I caught up on Adventure Zone, and then I was like, ah, I just kind of keep listening to the McElroy Brothers. Um, and then I listen to some of my brother my brother and me i probably got like 40 or 50 episodes in and i don't know i just uh, me i'll probably go back and listen to it eventually maybe i don't know yeah yeah it's definitely like a it's like uh, it's like a it's like a food that i like to eat but i'm not going to eat it all the time it's like yeah that's like uh like popcorn yeah t- tastes good not gonna eat it all the time definitely gonna get one of those big buckets at christmas that has three to flavors of popcorn yeah. And I'll eat the whole bucket. Yeah, but that'll be good for a while. Popcorn. The only ones that yeah. I don't really like uh, uh, caramel covered popcorn. Not a fan. Yeah, you know what sucks about those big buckets? Mm-hmm. It's not cut into uh, equal thirds. Nope. Caramel corn is always like the largest section, mm-hmm. and it's like, why are you doing this? The cheese popcorn definitely should be like half the bucket. The cheese popcorn is the best. That's a fact. Yeah, that is like an actual fact. Why even put like the plain butter style popcorn in there either? I don't like you can make get that make the plain make that one like like wasabi or something. Yeah, but it's for white people. Uh, yeah, but f- fuck them. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Fuck white people, but uh, you know. Anyway, uh, why did why did you pick a Monster Factory, Adam? 
What was your uh, inclination on this? Because uh, we were getting done with the last podcast, and I realized uh, I wanted we had done like movies and we had done books, or we tried to do a book. <laughs> Still in progress. We'll get and there. Like, we'll get there. Like, like some music and stuff, and I'm like, all right. And so we had like we have like four categories on this like list of uh, like topic ideas, where it's like movies, books. Uh, shows and music mm-hmm. and i'm like man what else could we put on there and i put like the podcast revolutions on there which we could listen to but that's a big time commitment yeah, so i'm thinking like one. what other piece of media because this isn't strictly like a, we share movies with each other no this isn't strictly we share albums with each other this is media and so i was thinking like what other form of media can we throw in here that isn't like isn't a super huge time commitment but also isn't like just another movie uh, so I'm like, oh, like a couple episodes of a YouTube series that I like. And um, I, I realize now that uh, it there's not all, there's it's not a, a, a super fertile ground for discussion. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, I don't I was thinking about this. I have probably have fewer notes on this than anything we've done so far. Uh, uh, yeah. Other yeah, than the stuff that I just I picked and I knew so well that I didn't need to make notes. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't really know exactly what to talk about, except they made some wild shit. I will say, I think the funniest thing for me, um, the uh, Mass Effect 2 was pretty great because they just yeah. started messing with like, they added oh, a bunch let's, of mods. And let's, stuff. Uh, let's describe exactly what this is because this, is, sure. this isn't, this is like a, we have to describe the concept for this one because yeah, it's a not fair just point. like an album. Uh, so it's a, a YouTube series where two of the Macroar brothers... Um, play a video game doesn't matter what video game any video game as long as there's a character creator portion at the beginning of the game and uh they try to uh just fuck up that character real bad i'm pretty sure anyone who's played a video game and like is like playing like oblivion or some other like elder scrolls uh, gets to the point where they have they're messing around with the sliders for like eyes and, like, if they push it all the way to the side, that eye looks real fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, who would ever choose this? And so they specifically go into character creators and try and see just how fucked up they can they can make a character using the tools there. And and then they're very funny comedians, they're, so they're, 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 they're riffing the whole they're time. Funny people. They've said some pretty funny... I, so the one note that I made, it's the one single note that I took, and I took it earlier while I was watching the two that I realized I had not watched. Um, was uh, Spooky Kabuki Pizza Skin Man because that just cracked <laughs> me the fuck up. It was in there. Uh, they did one for the first Dark Souls game, and they just mod. They added a bunch of mods where they could like reskin things. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> and they added in just pizza as skins for a bunch of stuff. So it was as, like, as, as a texture. Yeah, it was like on their shields, and it was on every every character's skin below the neck was just pizza. It was pizza, and the walls were pizza, and the floor was pizza. But it wasn't everything. Like it was only like a most textures. It wasn't all like textures. the trees were still normal, but like everything else was pizza skin. But yeah, that that cracked me up. And that so that one and the Mass Effect two, and I think were the two funniest ones. Um, and then. The Fallout 4 one with Final Pam. Final Pam is... Final Pam. I think uh, I think that one was funny, not because they made the character look really bad, but because they like developed such a, like, a weird, like, deep uh, mythos in <laughs> while doing that bit. Yeah. Which is something that the McElroys are, are really good at doing, is 
really rapidly developing like like deep esoteric inside jokes <laughs> yep uh can't confirm but yeah so those are my two favorites um i, I really I, I do you have more things to say about this do you have more things gosh i don't know like not not a whole lot because like was, i think this is also can just turn into a general discussion about the macro brothers i mean we could just talk about macro brothers because i love the macro yeah. brothers uh adventure zone is like legit one of my favorite podcasts in general um, so the adventure zone that's their podcast where they play dungeons and dragons uh but also with their dad yeah that's great right? and i that's the other thing too is that like i realized it when i started uh when i started listening to babim bam which is the abbreviation for my brother my brother and me and i just don't feel like saying that every time i have to bring it up because i have a feeling i'm gonna yeah. say it more than once um while i was listening to babim bam i uh realized that i missed clint being there because i was so used because i started listening to adventures on first i hadn't listened to the movie oh, at all yeah. and so i was like man what's missing in this this show and i realized it's that it's i don't know if it's just that they make fun of their dad so much and i enjoy that or <laughs> it's just nice to have clint around he just it feels it feels like a piece is missing when he's not there it's like the other three are there but like yeah you know like I know that every one of the McElroys has like their own or several of their own like podcasts they do with mostly with their wives. I think, I think each one of them has one with their wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. They do. But, uh, I probably won't ever listen to any of those because I just, it would feel weird separating the McElroys that much that they are like, they aren't existing on the same, you know, Thing. i've listened to a couple episodes of each of their podcasts but like none of them really like caught me i think i listened to um i listened to a couple of justin's um sawbones sawbones yeah a medical a history podcast that one's kind of which is pretty which is fascinating from time that's pretty fascinating that was an interesting one and then uh i think i'm, I'm blanking on the the third brother's name uh, Travis. Travis. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I listened to one with Travis. I don't think that was his wife. I think it was like a, it was like a apocalypse themed one where they would just like talk about different types of apocalypse apocalypses. Apocalypses. Oh yeah, that, that's an older one. It's it's like uh, it's like the uh, preppers podcast. But yeah. It's but they were just really good and, about it. Yeah, they they just talk about like all right, what happens? What do we do if like a meteor hits? All right, what do we do if zombies happen? All right, what if we do if there's nuclear war? All right, what do we do if there's a civil war? Hmm. Which is which is a fun idea. It is a really good idea. But yeah, I, I listened to maybe like one or two episodes of that, and I just, yeah. And then I think fucking Griffin has one about uh, The Bachelor. And yes, yes, he does. No, I'm just like, no. Please. Yeah, no, stop. I'm not. There's a lot of, there is a deep, like, uh, deep community of bachelor podcasts i believe that because <laughs> like, i, I hear that, that advertised on a lot of other podcasts that i listen to i just i can't i can't i can't make myself can't myself care. to i can't i just do not care at all for reality tv really like, at all really really don't the, the closest just, it's I've ever not gotten, that I like I, I watched a lot of like ninja warrior for a while like if it's like like a game show reality tv i'm more i'm more like okay with yeah, it yeah like if, I, if i'm walking through a room and like that's on a tv and i have nothing to do like i'll i'll, I'll look at it for like 15 minutes but yeah like, that's like it. if it's like on the tv in the uh the hospital waiting room that you're in you would definitely watch it 
you know if you're yeah, like yeah. really bored like your phone died and like you don't have anything else to do you don't have headphones yeah. you don't want to like be rude to other people um but yeah but, like, but if the that, bachelor like, was on i would like ask them to change the channel or something you know like yeah seriously i don't know like reality tv to me it's not that i like i'm like poo-pooing you like oh this is like trash meter or something it's like no i just find it like intensely boring it doesn't do anything for me like you know i i i've gotten more about this because i used to be um actually this might be a good uh good segue so like i i used to be very anti like like reality tv and um uh like pro wrestling uh for similar yeah. reasons because i was like man this is just really fake and i don't like it it's stupid and it's boring and i don't get why other people like it and then i became friends with you and ben and nick and i have more respect now for like pro wrestling um as like a um like acting talent level and like physic physicality to it um, yeah yeah pro having... wrestling pro wrestling is not reality tv pro wrestling is i mean it's a little bit is theater it's... and it it makes no bones about it being theater yeah well that's that's the thing is that when i was a kid i never realized like all, all of my friends and other people i knew who liked it the argument was always oh it's totally real and i'm like no it's not it's not real it's definitely not real so i was just like everyone who watches this is stupid because they think it's real <laughs> and it's me as a child is like this is clearly not real this is definitely fake and everyone would argue about it. Uh, so I think that's why I yeah, hated no, it. No, it, it's real as if, as in like a a cartoon isn't real. Uh, but yeah. if you watch a cartoon of Greece and then you go watch the the stage uh, production of Greece, that that one's real. Right. Sure. Yeah. But anyways, so um, so I have more respect for like pro wrestling now. I still don't really like. I'm not going to actively seek it out usually because it doesn't do much for me. Um, Although I, yeah. I've sat and watched it with, uh, I think either you or Ben or Nick at one point and, uh, like kind of was enjoying myself, you know, like hanging out and also watching it on TV, even yeah. though I had almost no, no clue what's going on. Um, when, yeah, cause I, I mean, obviously when, uh... I pick up on like character background and who, who's supposed to be the bad guys and who's supposed to be good guys and all yeah. that stuff. Um, and when pro wrestling is good, it is, it is great. It has a very high ceiling and a very low floor. Yeah. And unfortunately, for some reason, the business model of pro wrestling is we make a, a multi-hour long show every single week. And so, and we're, we've been doing that for 40 years. So it's, it is often, more often than not, the majority of the time, it is not good and you should not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but it has the the uh the that that form of theater has the potential to be very very good but it's like if they tried to do two and a half hours of whose line it is is it anyway every single week oh, yeah. for 40 years yeah, it'd be bad most of the episodes would be bad although i will say i do really like whose line is it whose line is it anyway god i can't, I can't say that whose line is it anyway? god damn it whose line is it anyway <laughs> got it um yeah i actually really like that show a lot i actually that's like uh, i used to watch that show all the time with my stepmom when i was a kid that that was like the the, the show that we bonded over that we both really enjoyed um i really like that show a lot which makes sense for why i like improv now that i think about it so i think as a kid i never i didn't realize improv was like a thing i just had that one example so i'm like oh yeah that show so and then i realized improv is like an actual like 
like actual actual thing um have you listened to um um hello from the magic tavern i have tried to listen to that podcast a few times really? but it just doesn't grab me Okay, I want to say really quick. Sure. We've been recording for about uh, less than 20 minutes, which is about uh, a fifth of the time or less than our normal podcast. (laughs) And we've already gone off on a Monster Factory anymore. Yeah, we've already completely stopped talking about Monster Factory. But that's okay. It's an experiment. We're learning. This is only the seventh episode. I mean, I think we can still talk about some more about Monster Factory. I just don't know what else to say. So yeah, uh, it's fun. It's good. They they make they make them look look uh, gross and bad, and then they riff on it, and they're they're really good at riffing on. They're really good at it. Oh, you know what? I I didn't know this. um, That the McElroys left Polygon like in 2018. Did you know that? Yeah, it's like I, I pseudo re- realized that because Monster Factory up like because Monster Factory started showing up on a different YouTube channel like just titled like the Macro Brothers. Really? Okay, so they still make yeah. Monster Factory then? Just yeah, like yeah, they, they are. Feel like it. Yeah, but it's just like on their own YouTube channel sense. now. Because I was looking at the Polygon stuff and I noticed that it I it ended in 2017 was the last time they uploaded one to Polygon, and then yes. I was doing some reading on their Wikipedia pages and noticed that they had actually left, like officially left Polygon in like 2018 to work on their own person, personal projects, which is kind of a bummer. But honestly, there's other Polygon stuff I like a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Yeah, yeah, like like Brian David Gilbert. Brian David Gilbert is amazing. Also, they have uh, they do like board games with Brian David Gilbert and uh, Patrick. I don't remember what his last name is, but Patrick and um, a couple of the other Polygon peoples. Mm-hmm. And they like, there's one where they play Werewolf and some other stuff too they just like pick a board game and mm. play but the ones where they play the like the the um oh the bluffing games are actually really really fun um okay well it, it's a seventh episode and um usually people do retrospectives at like a numeral of 10 because we have a base 10 counting system yeah but seven is also a good number sure. it's the number of the plague and what better time than right now? It's yeah. To do like a, a, a like a clip episode or a retrospective. Oh, fuck yeah, let's do uh, mostly on. I'm I'm thinking yeah, retrospective on the drinks we're doing. Because yeah, I think we should good. also do a retrospective real quick. Because next episode is going to be when we uh, try to bring a guest in for the first time and see you how that what? goes. This this is right off the cuff, but I'm 100 percent down for it. So let's do that. 100 percent, 100 percent. Let's do that. Um, let me pull up my. All right, cool my topic ideas which also includes all of our drinks we should probably se- yeah we should probably separate these into two yeah, lists probably at some, at some point when, when the document gets too big we should probably do that but well it's already at two now, pages so i think we're getting there well we are getting there i think yeah i think we are maybe we could do that admin later probably yeah, after this episode probably so okay uh for some reason i'm gonna let's do this format let's work backwards through our drinks I'm 100% down for that. So the last drink that we made was uh, the Pill Jacket, which yes. I actually made. Uh, we talked about it on on recording, uh, but I actually did end up making it um, at the bar that I work at, and it ended up yes. being really good, actually. And I, you, made, you made some modifications to it, though. I, okay, so let's let's go ahead and talk about sure. what is in the Pill Jacket, and then we I think we should add the modifications you made to it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so the Pill Jacket was, it's not, doesn't, it doesn't seem like it would be good. No, we actually, I, like, I, the idea was to make it bad, and I think even trying to make it bad, we ended up making it kind of not, not well, bad. Well, we, we used some good ingredients. Yeah, and, I think okay, that's Okay, so, all right, so 
the pill jacket was uh, an ounce and a half of Laphroaig 10, which is a peated scotch. And I like peated scotch, um, but Laphroaig 10 uh, is, uh, you don't want to drink it neat. <laughs> you know? no. Like it, it's, no, I would agree you with just, that. You just I, don't. I, I'm, I'm hesitant well, to say, like, don't drink this whiskey, but it definitely, out of all the peated whiskeys I've had, if somebody, and if an American says, oh man, I don't like scotch, I don't like that smokiness, they somebody had made them drink Laphroaig 10 and that's yeah. why they think they don't like scotch i i do not like i like some scotches i there are some uh isla scotches that i've had they're also very heavily peated um i think um lagavulin i think it's lagavulin mm-hmm. lagavulin comes to yeah mind. lagavulin 16 um, really good i really really like lagavulin 16 i really really don't like Laphroaig. Laphroaig is just not good <laughs> i know some people who is... do like it um, I, the reason, yeah, the reason but, I put Laphroaig in here as as the peated whiskey is because it is it, a it is a liquor that does not hold your hand, and l- much like Akira, you are either on board for Laphroaig, and yep. Laphroaig is going to do no part in getting you on board board of Laphroaig. No, Laphroaig is and, aggressive. Yeah. Is the word I would use for it's, Laphroaig? Yeah, aggressive. It's, it's like it's, this is this is peat smoke. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> it's shoving peat smoke down your throat, just like Akira shoves its weird japanese psychic weirdness down your throat like uh, yeah and and yeah and more to that point the second biggest ingredient in this cocktail is half an ounce of campari campari also very popular mm-hmm. shouldn't drink it on its own nope campari does not hold your hand no it does you not. are you are either down with campari or you are not down with campari and it does not care yeah campari is campari and if you gotta just respect it you just gotta yeah. respect it um so yeah and then and then (laughs) the next one is uh three-fourths of an ounce of room temperature water which (laughs) so i did make it this way um the changes i i the changes i didn't make that was i still kept water i think we've talked about since then i think ice is probably just better if only probably better if only because it will help keep the mint and grapefruit pulp out of your mouth um Because that was kind of awkward, um, but it did taste good. That's the thing. It it was it was good. I just noticed that like if you don't have any of the ice in there, you literally just have like just a mush of grapefruit and mint, and it looked really but pretty. That's, but that's on purpose for this drink because that's the body horror. It's visceral in your mouth. I mean, so the next ingredients, so. yeah. But I think ice. Okay. I think ice. Ice. Okay. Yes. So the next ingredients are uh, a bar spoon of absinthe, or like several dashes of absinthe out of a, yeah. a bitters um, dasher so when i made it i noticed that the absinthe was actually pretty mild i used um i used the saint george uh green absinthe which actually is red Ooh. um but that's what i used and i only I really used like a spoonful well actually i used a little bit more than a spoonful i think i did like a probably like two spoonfuls um but it didn't really stand out very much i think between the campari and the Lafroig, um you're going to need to do more of the absinthe to really help it because I, I think absinthe is a good choice. And when I was yeah. drinking it, I was like, yeah, a little bit of like a like an anise flavor in here would be really nice. Um, but it just didn't stand out. Like it didn't, didn't come true. It, it wasn't in there. So I would say bump that up to like probably like a half an ounce, maybe. Half an ounce of absinthe? That's yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. But, but like, I, I could taste it, the Campari. You... I could taste the Campari and the Laphroaig. Like it worked well together. And the Campari gave it a really nice color, um, even just being at a half an ounce. Um, but I yeah. think if you did like a solid, may, maybe you could do a quarter and you could try it out like a quarter and a half. Um, but I think 
with how little I tasted it with two bar spoons, I would say probably half because I, I didn't even notice uh, it at all. That sounds uh, crazy that you're saying, oh, yeah, in this drink, the absinthe gets overpowered. Right. <laughs> but if there are two ingredients that could overpower absinthe, it would be Campari and Lafroy 10. Yeah, pretty fucking much. Um, but so, yeah, and then... I think uh, grapefruit slices, mint leaves, which we both did, uh, I think are... Yeah, yeah. two two slices of grapefruit, some mint leaves, muddled in the glass. Yep. Yeah. I think that's all. Did, oh, yeah. Good. And then we did... And then did we say top it with soda? Yeah. That was the other decision. Um, after I had made it, I tried it as is with the water, and like just as we had originally designed it. Um, and then I... As I was drinking, I'm like, you know, a little bit of um, carbonation, a little... A watering some of this down would be really nice. So I just added a little bit of soda to it. Um, that was actually pretty nice, um, but I think retrospectively doing ginger beer might be better, but I did not try that, so I don't know that for sure. I did try it with soda, and I think I liked it a lot better that way. So for sure soda, I think ginger beer would be good because you basically, like, I didn't, I did, like, like two solid spritz of soda, like, not even that much. I'm just going to top my glass off a little bit, um, add a bit more liquid, and to kind of mellow out all of the flavors that were already there. It worked out really nicely, um, but I think if you're doing like a really, if you're not not a too spicy of a ginger beer, like I think the Fever Tree ginger beer we were talking about earlier, I don't know if that was on record or not, but anyway, we were talking about Fever Tree earlier. Um, Fever Tree ginger beer would work out pretty well because it's it's a nice flavored one, is a, a nice flavor without being too aggressive. I think that would be a good one, and I think a little bit of that spiciness could work well in combination with everything else that's going on here, but that's just me. So, uh, so soda or ginger beer. Mm-hmm. So, okay, our new recipe now is uh, in a tumbler. Add uh, two bar spoons absinthe, mm-hmm. two slices grapefruit. I still think and that too. A half ounce of absinthe, not two bar spoons. Half ounce absinthe. So half ounce absinthe. Two slices of grapefruit. Six mint leaves, muddle, uh, throw in one large rock, add Campari Lafroig, stir to combine, top with soda water or ginger beer. Yeah, that sounds good to me. And then I think a stirring stick would be ideal. I didn't use that with mine. Um, the picture I took looked really nice, though. I think I sent that to you, didn't I? Yeah. yeah it looked The drink looked very, very pretty. The The... I didn't aggressively muddle the mint too much. I just kind of like, I got the grapefruit heavily muddled in there and then the mint muddled, but not like to pulp basically. Okay. And we should, um, really well, really well. For one of our guests, we should figure out a way to like, uh, send them, uh, these builds and then ask them which drink they would like uh, to have. I I'm, think uh, that would just be a really good idea. I don't I'm think we can, that uh logistically do that since we're all in quarantine but yeah and for the immediate future yeah i think yeah uh, it would be that would be cool if we could do that yeah can't confirm all right so yeah those are the that's the pill jacket this is the we talked about this is the only drink that we've actually made in person so far either one of us um it but yeah it worked out really well i enjoyed it it was solid it's definitely not entirely my cup of tea but i think surprisingly all the stuff that we added Lefroy was still the most prominent, but it kind of helped um, 
make it a bit more complex than just being just straight peat. So like you actually, because all the other flavors are so aggressive, they actually are keeping up with Laphroaig because I've had Laphroaig in other cocktails where it's like literally use yeah. like a fourth of an ounce and it's the only fucking thing you can taste. Like, yeah. So it, it's an interesting idea that you, you are uh, yeah, trying like... to, you're throwing out so many of these aggressive flavors, but because they're all very aggressive, they work they actually balance each other out a little bit. You can still taste all of them. But uh, yeah, have you ever had a, a penicillin? Um, maybe at some point. It's been a while though. It yeah, it's a modernish cocktail where it's uh, ounce and a half of blended scotch, uh, a ginger syrup, and it calls for half an ounce of peated whiskey, unspecified. And if you make that drink like in like fresh ginger syrup, like really spicy, and like blended scotch, it could have you know a good flavor to it. But if you make that drink and you use Laphroaig as the half ounce of peated scotch, mm-hmm. that is the only thing you can taste in that drink. <laughs> yeah, I believe that 100%. Yeah, we had a um, we had a riff on an old-fashioned that we did at Fidel's. I think we've since taken off the menu. Um, but basically, we called it uh, Three Wrongs. Make, three Wrongs Don't Make a Right. And you used a, a bourbon, a high rye bourbon, and Laphroaig. Um, I think it was mm. an ounce and a half three-fourths and then quarter of an ounce for Laphroaig and still Laphroaig was the, the most thing. prominent flavor easily like hands down like damn yeah like you just got it immediately and it stuck with you all the way through like you probably tasted that rye a little bit but I mean I've only seen Laphroaig work in one cocktail uh and it was a cocktail on the old menu at the bar I work at mm-hmm. called uh the afternoon payback and it's a club style cocktail so it's uh Four equal parts, and so it was uh, Sfumato Amaro, which is a really, like, really earthy, textury Amaro. Yeah. Like, very earthy, very herbal. Like, it's like you have potting soil in your mouth. Uh, that was one ingredient. The other ingredient was Vita Mezcal. Interesting. Uh, the third ingredient was Aperol. Which is sort of like the little cousin of Campari. It's yeah. like it's still orange and bitter, but it's like way more inviting. Yeah, it's a bit and more then, mild. And then and then Lafroig. All of those were equal parts, and then just diluted, and like that worked. But it's like, huh. yeah, it was like smoke, bitter orange, earthy amaro, more smoke. <laughs> like. Yeah, you just have to have crazy aggressive ingredients if you're going to stand up to Laphroaig. And I guess uh, Campari and Absinthe will do that. I fucking guess so. So yeah, I think uh, I think that makes the pill jacket... I, I'm definitely down to try that one again. I think, I would, yeah, I want to try that one. I think those changes would actually make it a really solid cocktail. And it has a, it had a really nice look to it. I think the, um, the mint leaves really popped, and the pulp from the grapefruit and the Campari... Um, the redness from the Campari kind of really gave it that good, like visceral, like it. It looked like gore a little bit, like when you're looking at it. But it, it looked, it looked nice. It looked, it looked good. I liked it. That's that's good. All right, let's. All right, the other, the next drink that we have on our list was uh, made for uh, the movie Alien, and we called it uh, Alien Number One, mm-hmm. which I really like as the name. Yeah, I think I feel like that was probably me because I uh, I had made a uh, a riff on a Corpse Survivor number two um, for New Year's at Phil's and called it uh, what did I call it Corpse Survivor 
hashtag 2020. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Reese helped me come up with that name, but I, I was super fucking happy with that name. It's, that was probably in my brain a little bit, but I would have to re-listen to that podcast to remember for sure. So we just did the Akira one, but and so we knew, I remember what we were, our thinking process for mm-hmm. the pill jacket, but I haven't re-listened to our Aliens episode. It's been a while since I've that one. And so like it's... reading this, I am... I can't remember what our, our thought process was because it's uh, two ounces of blackstrap rum mm-hmm. and then three-fourths an ounce of sweet vermouth. So it's basically right now, and then one dash of Angostura bitters. Yeah. So it's just a, a blackstrap rum Manhattan. Yeah, that's what it looks like so far. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I, yeah, I don't see how that's themed by it, themed with aliens. But then uh, <laughs> there are two, da- uh, yeah, dash of orange, dash of Angostura, two dashes of orange bitters. It's just a it's just a Manhattan, but with black strap rum, and then the last ingredient is just uh, a whole damn egg. Just a whole egg. Just, just a put whole it all egg. in there. It's a flip. Now it's it's a flip. Now <laughs> our, our our instructions are shake, uh, serve in a wet tumbler over one sphere of ice. I think and garnish I, with an absinthe sprints. Okay, so the wet tumbler was definitely because like everything in that movie is wet, like everything. It's everything all damp. is wet. Everything in that movie is damp, and I'm a hundred percent here for that. And then obviously yeah, the holiday make really because... like that as the garnish of like part of the garnish is like the the outside of the tumbler is also wet. It needs to be wet. Yeah, it should if it, it should feel damp or like you know like sticky maybe like, like you know yeah like but not unpleasant like, almost. <laughs> yeah, it, it should feel like warm and wet. Well, I'd say warm, yes, but, but just but yeah, just wet. wet. <laughs> Serving a wet sure. tumbler over one sphere of ice. I like the fact that we specify that it has to be an, an ice sphere. Yeah. I like that. I think that's what I called too. Yeah, I don't know. That's a pretty basic. I, I'd be interested to see. So you're saying a whole damn egg, and you mean like yolk and everything. Yeah, yolk and white. It's, yeah. it's a flip. I've never made one of those before, and I've never had one before. So I'd be very interested to see what this ends up being like. Um, oh, I think that actually sounds like it would taste really good. If anything, yeah. I would probably split base. Uh, the blackstrap rum with mm-hmm. another rum so it's only one ounce of blackstrap and then one ounce of some other rum because yeah, that's fair two full ounces of blackstrap rum is going to be a lot of blackstrap rum that's fucking fair uh do you do you have a recommendation for what kind of sweet vermouth to use in this because i have been trying out more and more of them and the I've, flavor yeah, would... variation between vermouths is a lot like the last like, is, four yeah. I've tried, none of them, like, they've all been like, yeah, I can see why these are all, like, in the same category, um, but they're definitely, like, super different. Like, I think Koki is still, I like the Koki a lot. Koki um, Torino. Koki, Koki that Torino one was solid, is... It had really nice flavor, but wasn't too sweet. Um, I had the Antica. I, I like the Antica, and I think that's Carpano probably... Antica is very good. Probably one of the reasons why I really don't like this Dolan is because I went from going using Antica in all of my Manhattans to using Dolan. Oh, no. Well, no, they didn't, you they can't didn't do that. Ha- they didn't have Koki or uh, Antica at the liquor store that I went to. I didn't want to make another stop. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just, you know, I want to try out some more Vermouths anyway. So I'll just, I'll grab the next one that I haven't had before. Because they had Via, which we use at Fidel, which is pretty good. Um, like, I like that one fairly well. Um, but... No, the Dolan is compared to Antica, especially is just it's just not good. It's 
Carpano Antica is like the number, like the crown king of removes, but it also costs a fucking shit ton. Which it costs is why I don't a lot. Buy it. And it's also and so, is very, very sweet. It is, is, is very sweet. It's probably the sweetest of the sweet vermouths that I have tried. Um, yeah. All the others like are sweet, but have, that's not their, the, the Antica is like sweet and like fruity almost like, but I like, like red fruits, like, or like stone fruits. Not really, um, I don't know, other kinds of fruits. I don't know which other ones to compare it to. But yeah, it, it's it's like fruity in like the way that like, like it's just like cherries or. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. cherry and, and and plum a little bit. Yeah. But like, yeah, like Kogi, Kogi Torino is my vermouth of choice. Uh, it's the best price point. It's the best flavor. It's the best uh, sweet to dry balance. Yeah, I, think. I would agree with that because it's definitely not overly sweet. Because that's I think that's the only thing I can say about Antica is like it is very sweet. It is a lot. Yeah. Uh, so Koki has another uh, like sweet vermouth. It's mm-hmm. Koki Vermouth Amaro, mm-hmm. and it's that's really good. But I haven't been able to find it since mm-hmm. I've been back in the states, and, which bumps out. me out because it's it's real good. I will say the benefit to the uh, the Antica is that it does stand up really well because that's the problem I have with this Doland. Is it if I'm using a, because I tend to use like very high proof uh, rye whiskey with my Manhattans, and yeah. it does not hold up to them at all. It's like if I I tried just an ounce of that to two ounces of my rye, and it was just totally overshadowed. Like I got a little hint of it, and then it was just rye whiskey, and like Angus yeah. bitters, and I'm like, this isn't what I wanted. I wanted no. a balance of things. So Antica, at least like you can use like a really you can go super aggressive with your rye with Antica, and it'll still hold up with that sweetness and that flavor which is nice so you can't you don't have to be afraid to use a really aggressive rye whiskey like you could use probably the most aggressive rye that you can think of and it will be just what is the most aggressive rye i could think of i mean i don't i couldn't say off the top of my head honestly um knob creek yeah knob creek is very knob creek's a 100 proof rye yeah yeah but yeah, you could use Antica with that, and it would be—I'm sure it would be just fucking fine. Like it would taste like a Manhattan, and not just like rye whiskey. Um, not that I dislike rye whiskey, but you know, if I want a Manhattan, and I'm not I'm not looking to drink rye whiskey, yeah. straight by itself. Okay, so should we should we edit the Alien Number One to be split base of uh, Black Shepherd Rum, or should we just move on? I'm I'm cool with that. I think that was definitely um, a, an idea from you, just doing the Black Star Rum. I don't know if I've had Black Star Rum before. Ooh, it's very good. It has like a very cola nut taste in it. I think uh, so. All these, I think I don't. I'm, 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 I'm split on whether we should modify these to be good drinks now, because we made them to specifically uh, be like bad in the way that these pieces of media are bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Alien's not bad. I definitely Alien isn't bad. I yeah. I definitely. I think I I came on down the side of it that I didn't really like it. Like it. Yeah. Not that it's a bad movie, but I definitely had a lot of problems with it. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm fine to make him like good drinks as long as they're still fitting with theme of the, uh, the, the movies or shows or whatever that we, we picked it on. I think think the, when we first make them, we should definitely make it as far into the, into the bed as we can. And then like do one of these episodes where we go back and like, all right, I'm a hundred percent for that. Let's modify these drinks to be good. Okay. So yeah, we're changing it to to one ounce blackstrap rum, one ounce aged rum. Three four ounce sweet vermouth, dash of mangosteen, two dashes of orange, a whole goddamn egg, 
Double shake, serve in a wet tumbler with one sphere of ice. Garnish with an absinthe spritz. I like it. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. All right. Okay, the next one is actually, uh, I kind of cheated on this one, I remember. Yeah. Because I used a drink that I have made before, but only once as like a special. But it just, it fits so well because the drink was based off of Eddie Guerrero. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's a like pretty prominent like yeah and he's the chavo guerrero's younger brother yeah and so uh this is the drink that we made for the mountain goats beat the champ Mm -hmm. and uh it's called latino heat and so it's uh, 60 mils of chili infused uh tequila or or two ounces of chili infused tequila uh three-fourths an ounce of lime juice half an ounce of agave syrup shake Serve in a tumbler over ice, garnish with a, a salt rim and a slice of grilled pineapple. I'm pretty into that. I think um, if I was going to do anything, I would add some kind of other um, garnish to go with that pineapple. So not just a pineapple slice, but also maybe um, maybe some kind of pepper. Could be interesting just for the look of it, just to give it something. Yeah. Or maybe change your uh, your salt rim to something like a like a tahini rim. Oh, like a spicy salt. Yeah, it's like a it's like a lime salt. Um, it's like it's mildly spicy. It's really not that aggressive. At least the stuff I've used isn't that that spicy. Tahini. Oh, you said so. It's, is it like a a sherbet where it's just like powdered lime, powdered citric acid, a little bit of sugar? Um, no, it is it's salt, but it's like a it's like a flavored salt. Um, I think like it has a little salt. bit of. A little bit of cherry, or not chili, uh, chili powder in it as well. I'm oh, okay. Because sure, it's like red. Yeah, yeah, it's we like, should. Yeah, we should switch it's that. It's red and that. it's still just as salty as most salt is, but it's got a little bit of like a like a spicy flavor, and then it has like a lime as well. But it's really nice. Okay, it's really really nice. I bet you could. I bet you could make that by just taking like some kosher salt and then like zesting lime into it and just mm-hmm. like letting that sit in a mason jar for a little while. Because if you put that's possible, yeah. A flavor well, the like thing, that with salt. The salt tahini just, like, has a, over that flavor. It's like um it's like red and orangish. Hmm. So it's got a nice color to it as well. Okay. Yeah, but it's really nice. Yeah, you should yeah, you should change that. Yeah. On here. Uh so my modifications for it are uh specifically picking the chili to infuse the tequila with, uh, is poblano. Because while nice. we we're in quarantine, I had like big, like fresh poblanos. And I just chopped one up and threw it into a, a little, uh, like I have like I have like five ounces of a tequila left, and so I just threw like a part of a poblano in there and like holy and let it just like sit for like a few days and holy shit, it was really fucking good. That sounds really good. I actually like poblano peppers a lot. Poblano, so, yeah, like the poblano flavor that. came through really well, and I threw like all of the seeds from the core into the yeah. tequila as well yeah. but it it barely put any spice into it you could you could oh, tell that there was a bit of spice but like yeah it was just like a hint of spice i wonder if there's something to do with um the way the capsaicin interacts with alcohol that makes it not not pick up that spice as much because i think that's that's the nice thing about all the syrups i've made from peppers it does pick up that heat really really nicely as long as i add the peppers in or add the seeds in with the pepper I think the poblanos I had were just like mild. Could and be. so I would take like the seeds from a habanero, but not habanero flesh, mm-hmm. and put those in, 
and then just like the flesh from the poblano to get the heat from a habanero but the flavor of a poblano that's probably a good idea yeah because i uh was it was it fresh or was it dried it was fresh it was fresh okay because i messed around with like dried ancho and habanero peppers before and i've noticed that dried peppers tend to not add as much flavor into the syrups that i've made with them habanero has its two e's That is, I'm going to add habanero, so poblano, oh, it's an slash habanero seed infused tequila. All right, so the, the new and improved Latino heat is uh, two ounces of poblano and habanero seed infused tequila, uh, three-fourths an ounce of lime juice, half an ounce of agave syrup, shake, serve in a tumbler of rice, garnish with tahini, and a grilled pineapple slice. Yeah, sounds good to me. And then the, and the quote at the bottom is, I lie, I cheat, I steal. I'm assuming that's a quote from... Yeah, yeah, from Eddie Guerrero. I think I asked that same question. All right, so then we're we're coming into halfway through those those cocktails. Next up is yeah. uh, Double Dragon from The Double Dragon. <laughs> and this one, I mean, this I, I think it's probably just fine where it is. Um... I don't think so. <laughs> no, it's it's perfect. It's great because I mean, okay, let's. Uh, I don't even know what we... I think our idea was just to make it red and blue. I think that was just the whole that was the whole gimmick. Oh god! Make it turn out All like right. purple because you did the okay. the butterfly PT. Comes okay, out so it's it's half an ounce of Campari, mm-hmm. half an ounce of blue curacao, uh-huh. yeah. three fourths an ounce of lemon juice. Three fourths an ounce of simple syrup. Yep. And then one ounce of Everclear that is infused with butterfly PT. <laughs> I don't know why we decided to do this. It seems like a bad idea. Uh, instructions are shake, serve in a tumbler, top with crushed ice. Oh, float Everclear over crushed ice. So I'm pretty sure. So you one... don't shake the Everclear with the. Oh, God. <laughs> this one was mostly your idea. And. Um... I'm, I think it's most because you really didn't like this movie at all because it's kind of bad, <laughs> I guess so. um, which is fucking fair. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I think it's it's not a bad cocktail. I, I think you could, especially if you what? like that. <laughs> this is specifically bad. Nah, this is probably fine. the worst one we've had it's so fine. far. It'd be great. It's it's sweet. It's bitter. You know, it's it's got a lot of alcohol in it because you're gonna need a drink while you watch this movie. Oh, I can't. Oh, I can't imagine ever drinking this or wanting to drink it or being forced to drink it. <laughs> I almost think that makes it better, but it's just me. Um, yeah, no, I and it, I I do like that it comes out purple. I think that is the thing I like the most about it. Um, it would come out purple. That it comes out purple, and that it's not just a super sweet like bubblegummy drink. It's you know it's got that. No, it'll it'll be it'll be bitter and acrid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it sure will. Well, it's gonna be boozy as shit because it's, it's got quite boozy. Goddamn, Everclear in it. Um, we could change that Everclear to like a one fifty one rum. I mean, but it yeah. won't be clear. We could change it to Ray and Nephew. It's an overproof rum that is clear. As long as it's PT infused, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it will it will take that PT infused. Yeah, you know, let yeah. Sure. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Sounds good to me. Ray and nephew. There we go. All right. That might actually be good. 
might actually be good. Maybe. Because, you know, like, Overproof Rum and Campari play well together in, in Jungle Birds, so... Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I think I think just that change might make it good. All right, I'm I'm pretty cool with that. I mean, I like rum better. I mean, Everclear is terrible, so you know, it's, it's a it's not it, for drinking. It's a tool for making making bitters. <laughs> I mean, that's fucking fair. All right, well, let's let's go move on to. Uh... I, I I would drink that Double Dragon now. Okay, uh, if you feel better about it, then I feel better about it. Let's see. Yeah. All right, so let's move back. Let's move up to. Uh the the second episode we did uh take my shot by uh hamilton or the hamilton drink take my shot um yes and so we've got uh uh you did it all in mills i don't even know what these measurements are why don't you just yeah we, we did sorry. It as a I've, shot I've written everything in milliliters so I'll, I'll read them out again so that's, it's that's totally fine it's a one full ounce of just smith a, and cross navy strength rum yeah. i feel like i'm i've been kind of on a rum kick for the past few months that's probably true. This one was also the the Smith and Cross was definitely your idea. I think we we talked over what other things to add into it to make it yeah. like fit for the, thematics. The, the Smith and Cross I think represents Hamilton because it's from the Caribbean. Yeah, no, for sure. And then there's uh, oh yeah yeah they all represent somebody. And then there's um, uh, a third of an ounce of Laird's bottled and bond apple brandy. Which represents George Washington, because he specifically ounces. went to Laird's yeah. Distillery to get their uh, recipe and made their apple brandy on his property in, in Vermont and Mount Vernon. That's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, so and then the next one is uh, a third of an ounce of bottled and bond bourbon. I don't remember who that represents. Um, Burr. It could have been Burr, yeah. Or I think it, I think it's Burr because uh... he's very American. Or no, 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 it's Jefferson. Yeah, I think it was, I was going to say Jefferson, honestly, because I, uh, I think the honey represents Burr, because he's supposed to be, it's like a sweet talker. Yeah, 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 and then there's a, the, a third of an ounce of honey syrup. And then, oh, and then you salt the rim uh, for his wife. Yeah. For like, to represent like, like tears, like salty tears. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. And so it's, nice. it's a two ounce shot, and it's not diluted. <laughs> I guess the, the honey syrup is the only dilution in there. That's a little bit, yeah. But it's everything in there is overproof because the Laird's is fifty percent, the Bottled and Bond Bourbon is fifty percent. You got to take and that the shot. And Cross That's is fifty-seven percent. I'm gonna say I think that'd probably be a pretty good shot. I mean, it's definitely gonna be. I think the apple brandy is gonna stick out the most, like for other flavors. That between between that and the honey, it's gonna be pretty sweet. But it's gonna be really boozy because you've got all Bottled and Bond. Yeah. So that, that's going to be an intense shot. And then, yeah, you take, and it's like salted rim. So it's like, oh, but you take it as a shot. So like I mean, the, the first thing that's going to hit you, I think, is going to be the salt. And then it's just going to be all that booze. It's and then you're going to drink man. it. And then the, I bet the finish would be like, woof, but also like, like a, like a honey in the back. I mean, that's how I feel about Hamilton. So, you know. <laughs> oh, that's perfect i would absolutely try this shot yeah i would too i think this one's this one's solid i think this is pretty good and then yeah. we're gonna i guess go to move back to uh the very first one that we did was the uh hocus pocus episode the witch's brew oh yeah yeah because we tried to make the um the green shit that's in their cauldron <laughs> yeah we did yeah so this... we had to make it we had... <laughs> uh 
Um, so it's uh, an ounce and a half of unaged whiskey, yeah. so that it's clear. Yep. Uh, uh, three fourths an ounce of apple pucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's green, and then a half ounce of lime juice. And then our instructions are shake, serve in a coupe, uh, smoked with cinnamon. Oh, yeah, we're going to smoke the coupe with a cinnamon stick. Actually and like then garnish, that. yeah, garnish with that burnt cinnamon rod. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't like apple pucker, but it's probably the only way to get both the apple flavor and the color that we want, uh, uh, which is probably the reason why we picked it. Um, yeah because it's like apple it's like american the unaged whiskey is supposed to be like american yeah it's got lime juice in it you know it all of it all of it works in unaged whiskey i think that i think unaged whiskey was also your idea because of uh the uh the time period that it was at yeah because the whiskey would have been a lot of it would have been unaged yeah so i think all of that's pretty decent um but yeah you try Midori in there? Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Midori. I think Midori and cinnamon wouldn't be bad together either. So you could probably still keep that cinnamon. Midori and cinnamon would, I bet, would taste. It's melon, and it's, but it's neon bright radioactive green. Oh, yeah. And I no, think Midori it would just is like better. the best way to get green coloring into whatever you're trying to put it into. As long as oh, the yeah. other stuff isn't doesn't have like a, a lot of color to it, Midori will make anything like fucking green. So I think that works out. Hmm. Yeah, I think the uh, pill jacket is definitely probably one of the most complicated drinks we had. Yeah, for sure. I think for sure. I think there's a good there's a good mix of like relatively simple to relatively complicated drinks here. Yeah, I'm pretty okay with that. I mean, we definitely yeah. have gotten more complicated as we've gone through this list. Yeah. So uh, does that make you pretty happy with the uh, the witch's brew there? Yeah, I think I think the witch's brew. I thought we'd be pretty happy with the witch's brew. The only other thing I could see is like, and I mean would be totally reworking that into like some kind of batch cocktail like make like a punch out of it because it's in a big cauldron yeah oh yeah Mm. um and you could probably just do the same thing with the exact ingredients we were trying to work with and just turn it into a punch you probably had some kind of other kind of juice to it other than just lime juice though yeah Um, like some sort of like like orange juice or something yeah but then keeping it green Mm. would be difficult and you definitely yeah yeah. you want it to be green that green color would go away if you added in a different type of juice. Yeah, so maybe not. I don't know what kind of juice you could add to make it keep it green and be able to make it into a batch cocktail like that. You'd have to add like a lot of Midori. Could just add green food coloring. <laughs> I mean, no, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, let's not do that. I'd rather just not. I mean, what? I don't know. You could probably use apple juice. We used apple juice. Apple juice probably has the least color of any color. Actually, yeah, yeah, that, that might not that be could bad. Work. And if you add enough lime juice in, it'll still keep it from being too sweet. Yeah, so that might work. Maybe an amount of apple juice. I don't know that's just an idea to throw out there because I do really like the idea of like you could serve it like in a cauldron, like you in, a big, yeah, cal- in a a big cauldron. cauldron full of it, and then you garnish every drink with like a cinnamon stick. Yeah, That'd be really cool. That actually be pretty cool. Hmm. You could get like that green sherbet and um, just like <laughs> this is how my mom made punch is, is uh, just like take one of those uh, donut shaped Jello mode molds that have a bunch of ridges 
and she would just melt a tub of sherbet into one and then refreeze it. And then when the time came to serve the punch, she would just like plunk that donut of sherbet ice cream into the punch to cool it down instead of ice. Interesting. That's yeah, cool. it was it was dope when I was like 10 and we yeah, did bet. it for 4th of July's. But yeah, I think that could be a good idea. That could be interesting to do. Um, maybe get you some, some dry ice. You can still make the uh, the punch itself. Yeah. And, like smoke a little bit. Although my okay, out of dry ice doesn't work super well. Out of all these, which one would you really not want to drink? The one I would like to drink the least? Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, probably the Double Dragon. Yeah, still the Double Dragon. <laughs> still probably the Double Dragon. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Or the one I would I would like the least. I think actually, now that I changed that Double Dragon from Everclear to Ray and Nephew, I think the one I would like I don't want to drink the most is is the Hamilton shot. I don't think I want to. I don't want to try that one. So I think I would enjoy that. Cause it's it's yeah. sweet and it's salty and yeah. I mean, I'd have to try it for sure, but I think. I think I would enjoy that one. I would definitely, if somebody handed it to me and said, oh, hey, this is that shot. Yeah, take my shot. Ham- this, this is the take my shot. I would be like, I, w- I would take it. But I think out of the ones we have right now, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, what so, is the most interesting one to you? I mean, I think, I think I do. Good or bad, just interesting. I think i do like the pill jacket the most honestly the pill jacket or the uh the alien number one i think are the two that have the most interesting thing going for them um, yeah i like the alien number one i would i would really like to be served that drink i would be really interested in trying that uh bono habanero infused tequila Ooh, it oh, would be good but that is just basically like a spicy margarita and i've had those before so i feel like the the ones that like the pill jacket when i made it like was different than anything else i've ever had like it was like out there like i'm not sure it was like (laughs) it wasn't the best drink i ever had but it was like i've never had anything like this before and it looks interesting like it it was it was a cool drink to like be making and try and like the entire time i was making it i'm like i don't know if this is gonna be good i'm probably gonna hate this (laughs) um but uh but it ended up not being bad at all like i actually really i did enjoy it quite a bit um I don't know. Like, it's definitely not the kind of drink I would make. I want like all the fucking time, but I feel better as a person for having have made it and have tried it. You know, like I got some experience. I would, I would really that. like. I would really like for you to make me one to try. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The and then the alien number one. Like, I would. I really just want to be served that drink, and for it to have it be sat down in front of me with like the tumbler, just like, just soaking wet, just like. Just, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's that's my favorite you, part of the presentation. So wait, was the reason why I had blackstrap rum to make it come out black? I Is that the reason? No, I think that might have been the reason. Maybe, yeah. In order to make it like the color of the alien, so it's like yeah. all wet, like the alien. I mean, I feel like even if you even if you split based it, it probably would soak out. If you use a, a really dark, like sweet vermouth, I think it would probably still come out pretty. Yeah, well, like. Kogi Torino is a little bit darker than yeah. Antigua, use, so yeah. Like use some Kogi, and then the egg probably won't. The egg will probably put some some white into it, but it won't really. Yeah, it won't really make it significantly 
lighter. I won't change it from black. I don't think. Yeah, I think that's still. Um, yeah, I'd be, I would be. I definitely want to try that drink. I'm gonna buy a bottle of black striped rum at some point and and try that drink. I mean, the rest of those ingredients are pretty easy to get a hold of. So I mean, you just gotta yeah. get some orange. Yeah, like, always gonna have rum on hand. Always gonna have vermouth on hand. I'm gonna Let's get some absinthe. I'm gonna I'm gonna wet down a tumbler and try that drink. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, so I mean, we talk about all the cocktails. Do you want to talk about um, episodes? Do you want to talk about which ones that you've enjoyed? And do you want to make a cocktail for this current episode that we're doing for Monster Factory? Uh, I don't think we should make a cocktail for this episode because this uh, ended up being more of a review, like a, like a look back. Fair. And I think the fair. cocktail that we made was uh, revising all of our cocktails. That seems fair. That's a fair argument. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, what did you think about previous episode? I mean, you think you've only, you said you re-listened to a couple of them, right? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the ones I liked doing the most were the first one, Hocus Pocus. Yeah, Hocus Pocus was a lot of fun. Uh, I really liked uh, Hamilton and, and Double Dragon I really liked doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... I think in the Alien episode, we got kind of in the weeds about you being like, fuck this. And then I, I think in like the Pilljack <laughs> one, like I was also like, fuck this. But I don't think we got too in the weeds about it. Yeah, it's super fair. And then uh, Latino Heat. Uh, I really like that episode, but it is definitely a very long and kind of dry episode because we're just like going through each song individually, just talking I, like I a lot did, about it. I did really like that format, though, honestly. I, I really enjoyed... Um... Because, I mean, obviously, like, I enjoyed it a little bit because that was the one that I picked. And that, like, you seemed very into, like, all of it, which I was super happy about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully that is the goal of, like, everything that we're doing. Because I don't always say I don't want to pick things that I think you're going to hate and then you don't yeah. enjoy them. And I feel I a little honestly, bit bad I about I didn't think you would, you would hate Aliens. And then I'm sure I don't, you didn't I don't think I would hate it. I don't, I don't, I, that's the thing. Is I don't hate Alien. I just, it's, there's things about it that I think definitely don't work for me and there's things that do really work for me like you know there's a lot it's got like a really good strong female character is the main is the lead and they never they don't like really like go heavy-handed with that either like you don't even know she's the main character until like halfway through the movie and then you know like the alien for the most part looks like all the effects look great the scenery is awesome but then like i don't why why do you have that weird like twist for the android i just don't get it i don't understand i don't it's so unnecessary it doesn't add anything to the movie it's just like a here's this weird shit okay yeah there's no context we've never even brought up androids before now but here you go and And it's like well then i i did definitely hate akira that's fine you can definitely you can hate akira I, i think that's I don't think that's not, I think that's, that's not, not fair. Like, it's definitely yeah. a, like, legitimate, uh, like, uh, opinion to have over it. Especially I, I can't if you tell, haven't seen it until yeah. you were an adult. I can't tell if the episodes are better when, like, one of us, like, hates a thing or when we're both really into a thing or when we're both, like, mildly into a thing. I know that, because I can only tell that, personally, I have more fun when we're both really into it. Because, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think uh, my my favorites are probably I I did really like doing Double Dragon, like going like almost scene by scene in this movie was just a double, lot of yeah. fucking fun. I'm really looking um, forward to doing Double Dragon again at some point with a guest because that exactly. movie is it's so weird. Is weird. It's so weird. It's such a weird fucking movie. Um, and then I I really liked Hamilton a lot, obviously, because I mean, like 
I had never actually listened to Hamilton before, so it was a good introduction yeah. for me to listen to Hamilton. I still listen to it like fairly often. Like every once in a while, I'm just like, yeah, I just kind of want to listen to some Hamilton. I'll just put it on the background. I um, have not listened to the entirety of Beat the Champ uh, since then, but I have listened to like Chavo Guerrero and like Foreign Object and like Animal Mass. Man, I, I do really like Foreign Object a lot. It's such a good song. It's, like it's just a fun song. individually, it's a very good song. Um, Chavo and, Guerrero, definitely my, my favorite song on that album. But I did, I did really like getting to talk about the Mountain Goats, and I would like to do another Mountain Goats album at some point, if you like. I don't know. I think this is probably going to be the peak of things you'll enjoy. Um, but if you, yeah. if you were even like somewhat into the music, the music, like the lyrical aspects of it and the musicality of it, I think you will enjoy other Mountain Goats albums. Um, I think we should, we should bring a guest on for one of those. Then, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely down. Um, I'll have yeah. to think about who we could bring on for it. Um, I don't know. I know Ben and Nick have both listened to Beat the Champ explicitly because yeah. it was, you know, wrestling. But I, think, wrestling. I th- want to say Nick has listened to a couple of the others. I'll ask him about it and we'll see. Um, but there's some other really good ones. And I mean, I mean, obviously, we don't even need both of them to have listened to it. Like, they at least both have experience with Mountain Goats. I feel like I could probably pick one because um, I really. I've been thinking about if I was going to pick another one, what I would pick. I really like Goths a lot. Goths is a really interesting one because it's literally about, um, it's another like very heavy topic one like this one is, um, but it's about goth music, like goth metal and like the oh, goth okay. culture. Um, okay. Very focused around like the UK goths, not just American goths, but like there's a little bit of both going on there and it's it's very interesting it's also that sounds that sounds interesting to me. um it's the album he made i think right after this one but he explicitly um wasn't bringing his guitar to the recording studio when he was making music for it because he's mostly a guitarist yeah um, but he also plays piano so he was like hey i want to try to like make this one not an acoustic guitar heavy album and Challenge brought, oh that's actually yeah, pretty cool so he just didn't bring his guitar with him at all um, most of the songs are very heavy piano focus. Like some of them still do have guitar in them. Um, yeah. Because, you know, he still has, he has a bassist and some other people in the band that play. Um, but he was like, you know, I want to go just straight more towards like, there's a lot of, there's a lot okay, of well, brass. Let, let, let's save that. Yeah, and like good. that. Okay. You're getting me interested in it. So let's save it and let, and let, let's good. do that. I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm burying that lead, burying that lead. Yeah. It's good though. Okay. I think, that, I think that's one well, of the, let's, let's go ahead and wrap term. up this episode. And, I'm uh, so uh no drink this time uh just drink one of the these good drinks that we've made for y'all or just and take a uh shot. yeah take a shot just drink some absinthe just drink drink some. something out of a wet tumbler <laughs> <laughs> wet and moist wet, i wet still think tumbler. i think that alien right. that glass it should it should be wet and warm like the yeah glass like, should like be run warm. it under run it under hot water <laughs> yeah like you should dunk it in some like like steaming hot water and like then, dunk it in a sous vide <laughs> yeah and then and then pop a cube in it and then serve it yeah. immediately okay so it's like it's wet and it's steaming and it's yeah, yeah that that's you know it's actually that'd really be good, good. Yeah. okay anyway so uh please please join us uh next time hope you liked this uh year in review uh, and please join us next time where our topic will be uh six flags mexico a theme park located on the southern edge of Mexico City. Re- really looking forward to it. I never went. You, you ever been to? You ever been to Six Flags Mexico? No, Logan. Never been to a Six Flags. Never been to Mexico. Don't want to go to either. <laughs> let's just not do that. Uh, there's a quarantine on Adam. Let's let's you know. Let's stay away from people. We shouldn't go to a Six Flags Mexico right now. <laughs> 
Alright, thank you and good night. Good night, guys. Hey, I'm Adam. And I'm Logan. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Adam1Z4J2. And you can find me at Redenfield, R-E-D-D-E-N-F-I-E-L-D. And if you just want to get in touch with us like directly just for the podcast, you can go ahead and email us at OverlyHornyBostonBusDriver at gmail.com. Logan, how do you, how do you spell that? Okay, I'm not spelling that, but it is overly horny Boston bus driver, all one word, no spaces, no caps at gmail.com. Pretty easy to figure out. Looking, looking forward to your emails, everybody. Sure are. <laughs>